Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! So, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Shuffle lately. Pokemon Shuffle? What? Welcome to the 175th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Gator and Viger. And welcome to the Pokemon Underground Champions League Podcast. Uh, if it's your first time, welcome. And hopefully this is not your last time. Uh, so what episode number is this? Uh, 175. 175. It's like a century and last time. <laughs> uh so into so the question that I start every podcast off with um what have you guys been doing in Pokemon As for myself I've been playing up some uh Puckle's Ultimate Underground tournament of double battles VGC prepare for trouble make it double whatever acronym we're using this time <laughs> The PFFT um, There you I, go I thought that one was very clever Okay. It was clever, I but it was too clever. clever to remember. <laughs> so I finished my first set of battles and I won. That was pretty neat. So I'm very happy to have done that. And I'm working on my summer league team. Ooh. So everybody get prepared for that. If you're you're in for some fun if you play me. Ooh. How about you, Viger? Well, me and Thatch recently had our prepare for trouble. Make a double hubble <laughs> tournament. Yes. And that was a pretty hectic one. We actually went into the little old best two out of three scenario. Yeah, it went it was actually really good. I was thankfully glitched my Porygon Z, pulled a trick right out of its butt, and froze Thatch's Thunderous when I didn't ask for it. 
like I normally <laughs> do. I, it's a, it's the weirdest thing. Glitch just does that with Tri Attack. He just I don't ask what, for what's it. And the, I don't... Uh, what's Tri Attack's uh, 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 a chance of status infliction? It, like thirty percent, isn't it? I'll, I'll look it. Let up. me look it up. I'm right here. Let's see. It's a twenty percent chance of either paralyzing, freezing, or burning. I beg to differ on that because that happens it's, way. Oh wait, too that's Generation <laughs> Two. Ah, uh, but yeah. No, it's still twenty percent. Yeah, twenty percent. It's six point six seven then for one of them. If you if you're hoping for freeze, it's six point six seven. It is the weirdest thing. It just mm -hmm. does it when I don't need it to. Yeah. But and it's usually more often it freezes rather than anything else, hmm. so, which you think would be the rarest. Yeah. What I'm it's, gathering here is it's going to be you and I facing off, Viger. No, Thatch no. one. <laughs> Thatch one. Oh, Thatch one. All the hacks and then Thatch wins. Yeah, he he went for the flinch hacks with uh, Landers' yeah. rock slide. I, yeah, no, I just barely could not. I could not do anything because he kept flinching me all the time. Yeah, there was, I guess that uh, was for freezing thunderous. <laughs> but it went. It went. Was pretty. It was a pretty good match. Like I th the first match, I won pretty fast. But then the yeah, second match, knock off Bisharp. The sec. Yeah, the second match just did not. Get, it was a. It was like one of the more like perfect matches that you've ever had. Yeah, I will where say it's just like <laughs> where it's just like you don't know what's gonna happen until literally the end. Yeah, and then the third match was pretty much the same thing again. It's kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. It was it was a good set of three though. It was yeah. a really good set of three. It was a good set. Uh but yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> um as for myself, uh I've been working on BGC stuff, obviously. Uh and I've been writing a paper this week and it's going horribly, so uh oh well. So I guess that's it. And yep. there's actually news this week. There is so. actually news this week. Let's <laughs> so let's kick it over to the news. Cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And onto the news. In the news, uh, Viger's actually got this one. I think there's something about yeah. TCG sets or something. Yeah. Before we get into this, I'm just. I said this in the uh, live stream yesterday, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about. A yeah, which we'll talk about news. later, I guess. Uh, Arise, you may have noticed that for the past two weeks, Pokemon News hasn't been uploaded to the site, and I have a perfect explanation for that. <laughs> there wasn't any news. That's so, so true. I mean, you can listen just, to other show, and this show, we're just like, I don't know what to talk about. It always brings me up to that one story uh, in the UK where some, like, British news television station was like, and in the news today, there is no news. And then for, like, the next hour, there was just soft piano music playing. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to go that far. Yeah. I actually want to give them something to read. So, But this week... There is news for me to talk about. There's so much, actually. There yeah. is actually a good chunk of news for me to delve into. So, mm -hmm. without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, two new TCG sets have been recently announced. Uh, they are dubbed Bandit King and Roaring Skies yeah. for the TCG. Uh, Bandit King is set to contain a plethora of new legendary 
Pokemon, such as Kyurem, Arceus, Reshiram, Dialga, Latias, Regigigas, and anything else you can mm-hmm. come up with. And it's going to center more on Hoopa as well. So, in promotion for the new Pokemon XY or as uh, movie that's going to be coming out. Yeah, that movie's yeah. going to be crazy. I'm pretty it's excited for that one. Literally, Pokemon fan service, the movie. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm down with that. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see I that mean, one. I mean, a lot of stuff they've done recently is fan service. Look at Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> that's an fan entire game of fan service. Fan service for days. But yeah, Bandit King is going to focus on new legendary, new legendary Pokemon as well as Hoopa with. Over 97 new cards to collect and enjoy and implement into your decks. Uh, the second TCG set that's being introduced, I think before Bandit King at this point, is Roaring yeah. Skies. Yeah, that's it's, that was released a while ago, I believe. Yeah, but we're just now getting news about it mm-hmm. for an English version. Oh, definitely. It's Roaring Skies in English. It was Emerald Break in mm-hmm. Japan where everything's better in the Pokemon world. But I digress. <laughs> um, this set is supposed to contain over or around 108 new cards, focusing on Dragon-type Pokemon, specifically Rayquaza and Mega Rayquaza. So if you are running a Dragon deck of sorts, you should definitely look into this, because as we all know, Mega Rayquaza is the most OP thing in the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's why they made the Anything Goes tier in Smogon. Yeah. Just for Mega Rayquaza. So this new set is supposed to come out on May 8th of this year. So in Ooh. a couple of months, we all get some new cards. It's and not everything. even that long. That's like five weeks. It's less than two months. Yeah, so. for sure. Because March is almost over. It's like over th- tomorrow. Us Pokemon people are good at waiting for things to come. Because <laughs> Japan always. No, nope, no. Nope. I will tell you. I will give you a very specific instance in which you're wrong. Pokemon okay. Bank. Oh right. <laughs> but we're still a patient bunch. Yes. Yes. We true. don't grab up our pitchforks and torches and start mm-hmm. parading around the streets, marching our way all the way to Japan, asking for Pokemon stuff because there's an ocean in the way. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> So anyway, two new TCG sets. Look out for those when they get on the store shelves and over here in the United States. Uh, in Pokemon Tournament news, there's going to be some more information about the upcoming fighting game coming around later in April, April yeah. 25th and April 26th specifically. Uh, I would assume that they're going to be live streaming or showing Numerous trailers about the gameplay and I'm, new characters, I'm hoping we, new stages. Yeah, new characters, definitely new characters. I'm, yeah, with a I, with a fighting game, there's only you can only pretty much show new characters at that point. I really do Smash. like that it's gonna they, they haven't like forgotten about the game. You I know, know they they're always... there, there have been like consistent updates. It's been like you know once every two months, here's an update about the game. Essentially, yeah. I mean, but I know we're all just waiting for when's it going to come to console. Uh, When's it gonna come I don't over know. here into America? That would be kind of. I, I don't know if you guys heard, but like Zelda Wii U was you know delayed. Yeah, right. Not it was delayed. It's, I've even heard rumors that it's not even gonna show up in E3 this year. Yeah, yeah. And so if they do that, they need something that's gonna hit hard. And I think this is something that they could add to a lineup. But maybe that would it's be just... like a hard hitting, like oh, Pokemon tournament, Pokemon tournament's gonna come out in 2015 to consoles. Yeah. Go, go get it. Go get it right now. It's out yeah. now. <laughs> it's out right now. But anyway, so I would anticipate them doing like their own little Nintendo directs 
for those kinds of stuff. Nintendo that they don't Directs show. have been like very sparse just in like the past year. It's just well, been awful. There's not been anything new to show anyway. So. Yeah, there, I mean, I'm waiting for release dates. Like, there still hasn't been like a, a solid release date for like Splatoon or for yeah. pretty much anything that they said was coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, they gave me May uh, for Splatoon. We'll see Splatoon's what gonna be so awesome though. I'm, so it's worth the wait. I'm very excited for Splatoon. I'd like to. I'd like to play that if I had a Wii U. But Smash wasn't exclusive to Wii U, and Sonic Boom sucked. So you guys should uh, fund Viger's Wii U. Uh, yeah, donate to the Puckle.com so I can get a Wii U. <laughs> uh, anyway, just so, so you know, if you donate to Puckle.com, not a cent, it's going to Viger. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not actually gonna get by Viger v, uh, Viger a Wii U. No, I we'll don't. We'll let them look don't. at pictures of Wii U's. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll send <laughs> got, him pictures. I've got I've got my own job. I'll send him pictures of me. Money. Send him pictures of me. Uh, playing my Wii U. Uh, <laughs> New. But, uh, Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the news. Pokémon tournaments going to get some more information later in April. Look out for that. In music news, Pokémon Symphonic Evolutions has had some recent airings and oh, yeah. showcases everywhere, but they've mostly been in like the New England, Pennsylvania area. Well, yeah. uh, massive very excited. bombs dropped, and there's like thirty locations. Thirty, bra- 30 brand new Pokémon Symphonic Evolutions dates. Have been sh- have been revealed not only across the United States but literally across the world, and by world I mean two yeah. in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I now but, now I don't want to read these all off because there's like thirty of them. There's thirty of them. But, uh, but I guess you can you can post them on your article on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and then look, people can go look at them. Uh, but I would like to point out three of them because I'm being a little selfish here, uh, mm-hmm. or four of them I should say. Uh, there's a. Cincinnati, Ohio one, a Cleveland, Ohio one on uh, June 12th and then 13th. There's an Indianapolis one on September September 12th and a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on January 24th, 2016. Now, if any of you are like interested in going to those and we're planning on it, let me know. Uh, Those are all within like a reasonable distance from me. So. There, there are a lot. There's two in Australia, and I'm seeing that there are two mm-hmm. in Mexico as yeah, well. Yeah, like in so this Mexico. Is a, this is an international tour as well. Yeah. And they all. it is also saying that a European tour schedule is set for spring of 2016. So, fluffiest, look out <laughs> for that. There I'm definitely going to go to at least one of these, though. It's yeah, going to be a blast. This, this tour date of 30 new tours is said to start on May 1st in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. and it's actually going to conclude in February 5th of 2016 in Michigan, Grand Rapids. That's actually a random place to end up. Yeah, it is kind of a random place, but that's not where they're stopping. Again, the European tour mm-hmm. in spring of that year. So they just stop. Detroit's an international there. airport. Yeah. it's Yeah, they'll, they'll just hop on a plane and head to Europe right after that. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. That's how it works, right? So... Symphonic orchestras. I will have a full. I will have the entire list of shows posted on my news article this Tuesday. So if you're curious to see if you're close by to a concert date, definitely look it up. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys, uh, again, if any of those that I listen, any any of them in Ohio, Indianapolis, or Pittsburgh, like, let me know. Yeah. And maybe we can meet up. If you're not coming to PuckleCon, this is a great way to get a hug. If you donate a thousand dollars. 
<laughs> Symphonic Orchestras is amazing. You should definitely check it out if you can. I'll typically hug people for free. <laughs> uh, one final news ar- one final news article to conclude. Um, Mewtwo is still happening in Smash. Don't know if anybody still forgot about that because we don't have much to go off of. But the deadline to qualify for the free download of Mewtwo in Smash is set to end <laughs> this Tuesday of this week that this podcast is going up. <laughs> That's yes. actually one article I can't talk about. Yeah, Tuesday, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but so go get your Mewtwo, or feel sad that you have, missed it. If you have both the 3DS and Wii U versions of the game, or at least have access mm-hmm. to one or the other. Cause at least like the Nintendo the codes. Yeah, it's the Nintendo Club codes that you need to register mm-hmm. on your Club Nintendo account by this Tuesday, which, if my math serves me right, tomorrow when this podcast yeah, is up. Yeah, tomorrow when this podcast is up. Uh, and then, since you're in the process of doing that, also register everything else because Club Nintendo's shutting down and yep. get your points and yeah. get your free yep. stuff. Hopefully they replace it with something like just as cool. That's what yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, just kind of transfer your points over to something else. But... I got myself the uh, Zelda uh, 3DS bag. Oh, yeah? Is that right? cool? Yeah. That's pretty neat. I, like, okay, so this happens. This has happened to me several times. Like, Club Nintendo gives you coins. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll just go blow, like, a bunch of them because I build up a lot of them. I buy a lot of Nintendo products. And so, like, right. you know, at one point I had, like, 1,200 coins. And so I'm just like, you know what? They haven't put anything cool up. And this thing I kind of want, so I'll just get that. And then literally mm-hmm. after that, they came out with that cool, like, Luigi, like, statue thing. Right. Pissed me off so much. And then this time, like, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah, I've got, like, 1,200 coins. And I spent them right before they announced it was closing. Yeah. So I have like 300 coins left out of like my 1,200, and I could have gotten so much. Co- I could have gotten like the wonderful 101 for 600 coins. I'm so mad. Mm. But anyway, that is pretty much all the news. Mm-hmm. So I guess we move on to Puckle news. Uh, Puckle news, not much other than the Prepare for Trouble tournament is still going on. Uh, the second round is happening, I believe, this week, and then uh, on top of that. Yesterday, we were all partook, uh, well, the three of us plus some more members of the uh, Blackthorn Council and writing team got together, actually, and we did a live show for charity uh, sponsored by Radio Whirlwind. It was, call- it, was for- it was called Broadcasters for a Cure, and we were raising money for uh, the, uh, what is it? Oh, my gosh. The American Society for Anxiety and Depression? Yes, that, that one. That and yeah. there's a link on our website. You can guys can go. Check it out. There'll be a link in this episode description as well. You guys can go click. You can donate if you feel like it. Uh, they were shooting for $500. They've reached that goal. They're sitting right at $500. So if you'd like to donate to that, feel free. On top of that, we got we actually record the live show that we did for two hours uh, during that time. So you guys can actually go. Uh, I haven't uploaded it because I want to release it when we get 151 uh, mm-hmm. iTunes reviews. I think right now we're sitting at uh 136 or 137. Let me. So we're double closing check. in on that. We're really close. So literally, like 14 of you, and then you get a bonus episode for that week. It's not going to replace an episode. I'll probably just post it on a Wednesday or something next Wednesday after we get 151 face or iTunes reviews. I'll post it just as soon as we get 151 face or not Facebook <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> iTunes reviews. There's definitely at least, there's definitely like 14 people that haven't reviewed us on iTunes. 
that are listening right now. And so if you if you haven't, like, go on there, review us on iTunes, and we'll be that much closer to giving you this free episode, this extra episode, for your work week or whatever you're listening to a podcast for. And if anybody needs any motivation, <laughs> it does feature the fluffiest whimsicott. The fluffiest whimsicott is there. She is uh, there. Yeah, where you're sitting, it looks like at 137 face or iTunes reviews. Not Facebook. Why do I keep thinking it's Facebook? It's iTunes. Just it's iTunes. replace Facebook yes. with iTunes for this little bit. <laughs> so do do that. Review us on iTunes, and we need 14 more reviews. So go on. 151 gets us to Mew status, and it'll be good. Bonus episode for you guys. So yeah, there we go. I think that's it for the news. Not much yes, else is going is. on, puckle-wise. Not uh, right now. Uh, people who sit, applied for gym leaders, look out for emails this week. Uh, I just am going to be busy until, like, Wednesday. So, look out. We need to interview you. But, yeah, that's it. So, after the short break, we'll hit the topic. Hey, this is Sister Kick, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. Why? You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon if you want to. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Pokemon fix. If you haven't already helped us by reviewing us on iTunes, do it. Just don't give us a one star or I will find you. Also, if you have the time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fanny mills make up half the show. We're literally nothing without you. So come on and participate at Puckle today. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is Pokemon we think should have an evolution but don't have one. Uh, as regardless of what Viger might say, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to acknowledge that Mega Evolution exists, and that Pokemon with Mega Evolutions will not get another evolution. As ignoring the Slowbro rule, but I will. It's not the Slowbro rule. <laughs> what you were talking saying, about? I'm just saying, man. <laughs> yeah, the choice between Mega Slowbro or Slow King. No, 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 you have the choice between Slowbro and Slowking, but Slowbro has a Mega Evolution while Slowking doesn't, which is really odd, but that that could be, like, a topic for another evo- episode, like Mega evolutions, evolutions we wish existed or something. Uh, Split evolutions, I don't know. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, I, so, so I, we, we've all got Pokemon that, I don't know, at least for me, I, I there are Pokemon to me that seem incomplete and should have evolutions, not just because of their stats, but just as Pokemon, they don't feel like they're finished, Yeah, you know? Like they're uh, saving it for like one of those one of those gen yeah. four. Here's a whole mess of new evolutions for Pokemon who previously didn't yeah, evolve. Exactly. So like, like when Gen eight comes out and they come full circle to doing that whole massive evolution mm-hmm. dump right there, perhaps these Pokemon that we're about to talk to about get those evolutions later on. Don't know. I agree. Uh, so that's my my biggest one is Farfetch'd. I've been wanting Farfetch'd, Farfetch'd to evolve for the longest time. <laughs> just seems he like you said he just seems incomplete. Yeah, he just, he just kind of seemed haphazardly thrown in, and nobody really knew what to do with him. What was worse was in Gen One you could only get one, and there wasn't breeding, so you were stuck with him having the dumb ducks nickname. And ah, should have so given the option of do you wish to give this guy a nickname or do you want? No, to... you can't do that because trading Pokemon, man. I know, but just <laughs> saying. Because it was the first gen, so we could make up this stuff as we go along. Same thing with Jinx. I think the only way to get Jinx was to trade, like, a Poliwhirl for it. Yeah. It was really weird. Uh, but no hiding it via nickname. I mean, think about it like this, though. Like, if you can only trade for the Pokemon, 
like in Gen 1? Does that mean it's even like a Gen 1 Pokemon? Maybe they caught them in Johto and then brought them over to Kanto. Perhaps. Conspiracies. Maybe. Conspiracies, but that's you can catch wild so. Farfetch and wild Jinx in Johto. Yeah. Fun uh, fact. Anyway, so what would you say would be like a far-fetched evolution? I mean, I could see it like the leak becoming more of like a, a staff or something. And I don't know, like a like probably like a more pumped up like Halucha. That's instead of a luchador, it's more like uh more like kung fu based, and it wants to like hit people with its leak. Well, that's a Bo bit staff. far-fetched, if you ask me. I mean, probably. I don't know. Ah. I've never really thought about what kind of evolution it should have. Maybe just being a bigger far-fetched, honestly. Like, that's... Really just like Snorlax's evolution is just an even bigger Snorlax. <laughs> I don't think Snorlax evolve. Or his mega evolve. evolution is just an even bigger... <laughs> I don't but, know that Snorlax ever needs to evolve. No. Uh, I feel... Snorlax feels complete. Like, I don't know. There's just... He's bulky enough... Farfetched. I've just I've always wanted to go through a game like a modern game with Farfetched. He learns like uh, Poison Jab like really early on. He and... learns some good moves, but it's just his stats are awful. They're not they're not terrible. Like for playing through game and in, for an in game playthrough, if you got Farfetched early on enough, it would be a lot of fun to play with him. It's helpful, but in the long run, oh, in the long run, it's gonna be awful. But there come other alternatives. Yes, exactly. That are much, much better. They're even single. Evolution. I also really liked his like. I just liked his design in general versus that of uh, Ducklet. I thought I thought it was pretty. In- I thought he was pretty interesting the first time I saw him. Just yeah. always with the leak hitting people over the head yeah. with it. I mean, you don't mess with Farfetched. Exactly. Don't. I mean, it's more. It's kind of like Cubone in that respect. And yeah, perfect segue actually, right? Yeah, so, which leads into one of my Pokemon. Marowak. Mm-hmm. So we got Cubone and Marowak, but I think we could go even further with Marowak. And this is going into the whole Pokemon theories of I mean, Cubone yeah. and going into Cubone and Kangaskhan relationships. Uh, evolution of Marowak could be like a Kangaskhan, but it's decked out in bones. It's missing the pouch, so it doesn't have the baby with it because... Mm-hmm lost its mother but it's wearing all these different bones like armor and the club that it has turns into a blade i could see i mean i'd be totally just down with like an evolution yeah of marowak it could be like osteoblade or something i don't i mean have you seen that there was that uh thing for some reason the pokemon variations is like a huge thing right now you know yeah and uh did you see the cubone variations actually I haven't, no. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Like, it's got Cubone wearing, like, different Pokemon skulls. Oh, and, right. Like, it's, like, one of them's wearing, like, it's a Viper skull. Another one's, like, wearing a Rampardo skull. And, like, it's got different right. weapons then for each it one, could too. Be the, it could be the new Furfrow if you really want to get I mean, in. I just, just don't... Just give it a different skull uh, and it changes its appearance. Like, these Pokemon variation things that showed up, like, I just feel like it's this big... We want Pokemon to be a different thing, and I'm actually, like, on the opposite end of this, yeah. honestly. And then, it, and then it goes against, like, the mm-hmm. actual lore with Cubone, it wears the skull of its mother. Yeah. Its mother was a survivor. I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> exactly. Especially the way Pokemon breeding works. Yeah. So, just, I don't it, know. Like, an evolution of Marowak. And its stats actually, like, leave it open for that, it looks it like. It leaves it open for that. And the aesthetic appearance that mm-hmm. I just... I could see that being... A, just like a bigger a, Marowak. A bigger Marowak with a sword bone. That would be not even maybe just like a chiseled down like shank of a bone. Chiseled a, a sharper club. A sharper club, yeah. Or maybe like totally a two-handed spear. 
I can totally see that. Osteoblade or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> As we go, we go cue bone, marrow, wagon, osteo. Like, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I get really into this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, Gator, what do you got? I, jumping off of Marowak, would like to see a Sand Slash evolution. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Sand yes. Slash has got like a 450 base stat total, mm-hmm. but that's it's just not usable right now in the current game. I mean, I mean to go th- down. there was such a small, slight power creep in Pokemon over the years. Yeah. You, you don't notice it from generation to generation, but if you look at Gen 1 to now, it's just like oh, gosh. awful. Well, they've got like a it's it's ability suck right now. Sand Veil and Sand Rush. Oh. I think you give it an evolution, give it a new ability, and maybe a new typing along with it. No, I don't know. No, no, no. Type. Ground is such type. a good type. Yeah. yeah, it's only weak to water, grass, and ice. So that's that's pretty good. That's solid. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep it ground, and then give it an evolution, and I think make it faster. Right. Uh, how fast is so it now? I mean, it's like yeah, a base just... stat of 65, but I feel like Sand Slash should be a fast Pokemon. Me too. I agree with you almost entirely. Like, it's... I would... I don't know. Maybe something like, uh... More... Maybe it regresses to more, like, like Sand True again, you know? It looks like Sand True, but maybe it's got... You know the I'm quills on Sand Slash's back? It's, like, it's hair now? I think and you perhaps. make it longer... Yeah. You make it longer, you make those spikes come out more, mm-hmm. um, you give it longer claws, and it just becomes this incredibly fast ground type. Because yeah. how many fast ground types can you really think of? Uh, I can only think of, like... Thinking um, of them? Um, Excadrill? Excadrill's almost fast? Garchomp. Garchomp. Garchomp's pretty fast. The mock so, Pokemon, of course. <laughs> throw somebody else up there, like Sandslash. Or just make him a bruiser. I mean, either way, yeah. I'd like just I'd just like to see Sand Slash get another one. Like a bulky either ground beat, type would just like a nice bulky ground type would be really either fun. beef him up or speed him up. Yeah, not like two. Excadrill. Excadrill. I don't know. Excadrill's with a steel typing. I hate that it is itself is weak to ground. Up. It's already beefed up with steel typing. Just, yeah. But just make a solid single type ground Sand Slash. Yeah. Evolve it to a single type ground. Mm-hmm. Super fast or super bulky ground type. Yeah. Yeah, I think Electric Pokemon, Pokemon be rare. Let's see if there's a ground type we forgot. <laughs> and it, and it's a rapid spin user, so that that add another rapid spinner to another ground type rapid spinner. Yeah. Doug Trio. We totally forgot about Doug Trio. It's so fast. Just a swarm of Diglett everywhere. That's what. Doug Trio is so fast. No, I'm not talking about for an evolution. I'm just talking about yeah. ground types that are fast. Yeah. Right. The rest but of his still... stats are awful, but he's really fast. And yeah, it's, I, it's got a I like to see Sand Slash step it up because 65 base speed, mm-hmm. pretty bad. I mean, its its strongest stat is its 110 defense. That's just like I, Marowak, actually. Yeah. yeah. You, so I mean, they're complementary, I'd say. So mm-hmm. give them both an evolution, or at least one. Like I would. I mean, I I guess at the end of this, we should talk about like the feasibility of there being evolutions added on again, but. Uh... We'll, we'll just keep perhaps, dreaming right now. Perhaps. Let's keep dreaming we'll, for another, like, we'll ten minutes. Wait, or we'll wait for that generation to actually hit us, and then we'll start <laughs> talking about it. Uh, let's see. Where's my list? I had a list. You had a list. You said it to us, but then I forgot it because I'm too focused on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I have a list. Let me see who is next. Oh, man. I totally... Um, you had oh, Ditto. Yes. We want Ditto to evolve, right? No, I don't care about <laughs> Ditto evolving. Uh, yeah, uh, I, think, I think another main offender of this is Carbink. 
Honestly, oh, yes. I don't know what you guys think, but when I saw Carb Inc. and I caught it, I was just not impressed with it. Especially at the mm-hmm. late stage as you catch it in the game. I guess not late. But in the stage you catch it in the game, it's just like, it's very underwhelming. Can, what am I going to use this for? I was oh, hoping okay. it was going to have an evolution because it just doesn't feel complete. I'm just waiting for it to evolve one more time. Yeah, and you know? it does. It's it like, could, it just evolve once more. It could evolve into some, like, stalagmite Pokemon or something. That would be really cool, actually. I'd be down with that. Like, it's got, it, it goes, like, full-on Gigalith and crystal starts sprouting up. Or it could even just, like, it could even, like, shed its, like, rockiness, almost, and to then, become more of, like, diamond or a crystal, you know? Yeah, and it, it could I guess that's the, I guess I just described Deoncey, but... Yeah. Uh, but a diamond Pokemon that's not Deoncey. But yeah, yeah, Shinar pretty much. Ink. It's not a mutation into Deoncey, it's a natural yeah. evolution into whatever we'd call it. Mm-hmm, exactly. But something, something. Uh, another one I had come up with, and me and my sister both agree with this, uh, Rabidash needs one. Uh, she's, it's like, Rabidash is like, is one of two of her favorite Pokemon, the mm-hmm. other one being Ponyta. She likes horses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we had both agreed that, uh, Rabidash could evolve into literally a Pegasus Pokemon. Yeah. With flaming wings and that would actually be so cool. And a flying type to boot, and then mm-hmm. we just soar through the skies. Another fire flying type. That's exactly Another what fire mean. flying. Ooh, yes, stealth rocks up. all day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super fast. It would be super powerful. It's like a fast attacker. Maybe mm-hmm. some mediocre defenses, but it's swift and it's strong. So, because it's a Pegasus Pokemon. Um, at least that's what I would come up with for... Rabidash, at yeah. least. Someone else can come up with a better horse evolution. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I think that's actually perfect. Centaur Pokemon? Not <laughs> Centaur? I don't... No, no, no. Ra- Pegasus like would be cool. The only thing is, I just feel like we're so saturated with fire flying types. Yeah. By so saturated, I mean we have, like, two that are popular. Yeah. And then we have Moltres Trace and, and Ho-Oh. Moltres and Ho-Oh and Charizard. Mold- this is just, like, a natural... Never really seen it before. Never really. No, that it. it makes perfect sense, honestly, because you you already made like Rapidash a unicorn with this horn. Yeah, and I, I think it would had a horn. I think it'd be really cool, or even just evolve it and like uh, make it a fire electric type. Yeah, slap some fire wings and it. No, no, not even no wings, and... no wings. You get rid of the wings, and like the horn gets bigger, and it you can just zap people all of a sudden. Turns into like a bolt shape. Yeah, well, I mean, then you got Zap you become Zebstrika. Uh, well, yeah, and then <laughs> Rabidash Zebstrika fusion. Uh, that would be that would be kind of neat. I don't know. Fire Electric type hasn't happened, has it? I don't think Fire so. Fire Electric has not happened. Times four weakness to ground, but I don't care. N- and neither has a Fire Poison either. <laughs> that's another episode of another four times weakness to ground Ugh. another four times weakness uh, to ground but whatever yeah do you have anything that slash evolution is going to have a walk in the park with those two yeah uh, uh do you have anything uh, uh, another one gator i do i'd like to see my man dragalgy get an evolution i agree completely dragalgy mm-hmm. is right there on the cusp it's almost a pseudo legendary i mean it's got a 490 base stat total which i mean kind of knocks it out or 497 one of the two um which kind of would knock it out of the possibility of getting another evolution for some people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's just so weak to, like, an earthquake right now. You know, if you give it something... You, you Dragology, like... It was, it, it's a cool typing. It, it's like dragon. it tried it's to unique. be... 
a really good Pokemon, but the stats just weren't there. It's just so close. Yeah, it's so far away. I really just wanted to be bulkier like Gudra. Yeah, if it could Could've do made, that, that you could literally poison, it, it would have been interesting if Gudra became a poison dragon too. Yeah, I being agree. all goopy and everything, and like yeah, you had a shot and it was sitting there right in front of you, and you still missed it. Well, and I gave think the, the dragology. Well, I think the I heard with um, Gudra, you know, there was this theory going around that because of where it grew up around all these fairy types, mm-hmm. that it evolved to look like poison. Oh. To look like a poison type, so it'd be left alone. Is that in the Pokedex or anything? I don't think I don't know if it's I in think the Pokedex. It's just a theory. But it was a theory I heard going around. That's it's just like an evolutionary trait for survival. I mean, yeah. that makes sense though. That would make sense. But I like having that as a pure dragon type. I like pure dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dragalgy, I just I think it needs some some bulk to it. It's got a great ability with adaptability, moving stab from one point five to two. I mean, it gets access to, like, Draco Meteor and um, several really good moves. Yeah. It its abilities are really good. Push. Its abilities are really good, too, with Poison Point and Poison Touch. Yeah, Your those choice are... are... Mm-hmm. Those, those, can be, those can be devastating, because then you can minus Toxic out and leave it to chance to induce the poison and free yeah. your force slot up to another move. Mm-hmm. And you still got your poison coverage. It's It's... There's potential in Dragology, yes. but it just needs that evolution to really amp it up. Yeah, entirely. I agree. So, um, let's see. I want to do one more piece, and then we'll finish up. Uh, you had uh, Tropius. On I don't like list. Tropius for this as much anymore. Uh, uh, all right. I like Tropius. Uh, I'll step up to defend Tropius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for saying it's bad, and it should feel bad, and it should evolve. Uh I really think Halucha, honestly. Yeah, I could. I Halucha, could Halucha, I just, I, I want to evolve just a little bit. It, it's like Carbink and Dragology in the sense that there is potential for. I mean, more it's usable. It's usable. It. It's really fast. But I would like to see like just, a, just a couple more stats like creep up just a little bit. Just creep up. Yeah, turn Halucha into this flying Lucha Libre eagle. Or something, Ooh, and it's just this like big it. macho man. Randy I do like Savage. that. I like that a lot. Arms pumped up, showing its biceps mm-hmm. and everything, and its stance, and its. It's like, a, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. Literally, call it Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would literally be like a machoke with wings. Yeah, if you think about it. I but mean, with I just uh, yeah, pump it up just a little bit, man, and then. Eagle. I like the eagle. Just bulk idea. up on it and give it something really good. Give it something really good. Um, How much you... for me? Yeah, give it a biker. I had actually two more because, oh. again, I'd kind of go on okay, a tangent yeah, yeah, yeah. one of them. But I'll go with the realistic one, Mightyena. <laughs> yeah. Mightyena could definitely use something. I'd see it more turning into, like, a Cerberus equivalent, the three-headed mm-hmm. hellhound that guards the underworld. And I could see that. Mightyena, like... It's just some, like a gray area for this topic, at least for me. Like, I could see it going both ways. Like, n- I I see this almost complete, you know. Yeah, I that's done. But if it got an evolution, planned, that'd be perfect. I mean, I'd originally planned it for Hound Doom to have this Cerberus treatment, but because of the Mega Evolution conflicting with it, mm-hmm. went back to Mighty Anna. Well, there were actually still... uh, before X and Y came out, they were like fake list, you know, that were pretending to be yeah. leaked. And yeah. like there was a Hound Doom evolution on it. It was like they called. It was. It had the, like that was the that was the Pokemon that tipped me off. It was just like 
this is this is BS. This is not real. And then how- it was they called it Hound Doomed, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no, this isn't like this real. They wouldn't actually is- name it that. Like this list is doomed to be credible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Mighty Anna becoming this three-headed dog of destruction and nightmares. Mm-hmm. Could see it easily happening. And then the last one that I know you guys have been disagreeing with me ever since I mentioned it before we started recording, Magnazone. That doesn't make any sense, though. It is a three-stage evolution. Whatsoever. It is a three-stage evolution, but I do have a counterpoint to it, and that is its black-and-white Pokedex entry, which states, and I quote... A group tried to use scientific means to make Magnazone evolve, but their efforts ended in failure. It failed. There you go. It failed. Yes, because you can't go past stage you, two. But what intrigued you to try and make Magnazone your first four-stage evolution Pokemon? I don't know. They could just hand it a hand it a Megastone, and then they can kind of be happy with it. Yeah. I, don't, first I do not see... A fourth evolution. In no, Pokemon. no, I that's know. why they there, came out with it, it Mega Evolution, right? It can't yeah. possibly. Mega have, Evolution but... was the only way for them to appease the people that asked for fourth evolution, like stage three evolutions, yeah, and not piss off the current fan base. Yeah, it's just it's a fun little tidbit to try and instigate a third evolution mm-hmm. with Magnazone to introduce these four stage Pokemon, but it's a permanent phase, unlike Mega Evolution. And I guess Magnazone being artificial and you could mechanically manipulate it, which is how you evolve Mm -hmm. a Magneton into Magnazone in the first place. I guess the science and theories are there. I don't know. You're a scientist. (laughs) I mean, Pokemon don't fit into physics. (laughs) But still, it's it's interesting to think that there's there could have been the possibility, or maybe this was hinting at Mega Evolution. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean. That makes sense. It's it's an interesting, but yeah, Mighty Anna more likely than Magnazone. All right, and then me me being difficult. Last one from Gator. I would like to see Ditto evolve. Really? Now hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. No. No. So Ditto getting an evolution would not happen unless you finish the Elite Four. Number one. Mm -hmm. There's there's a special place where you'd have to evolve it. Number two, when you evolved it. It would automatically guarantee the passing. It would have an ability that would automatically guarantee the passing of the ability of the parent Pokemon of the other side. So that you don't have the random back like evolving Ditto for breeding purposes. Is it would be a breeding Pokemon? Literally, I would like like (laughs) don't don't say it, Tiger. No, I'm just saying Dupler the breeding Pokemon. (laughs) I mean that's what it is anyway. Most people use it purely for breeding. I've um, seen some fairly effective imposter imposter dittos. That's that's true as well. But I would like to see an evolution that takes advantage of that, it, or even the ability could steal the other Pokemon, uh, uh, a random person on the other team's ability. I don't know the the stuff about it. I'm not a scientist like Thatch. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. How does my qualifications as a scientist affect any of this? Because I I mean, there's smart. a Pokemon professor and, like, there's stuff about it, okay? It's just good <laughs> science. But for me, I would like my breeding to be a lot easier, and I would like to see Pokemon move towards a way where we don't need power saves to generate stuff. That's true. So I, make, I do get make really life an, easier. I mean, if it, even if it was, like, a synchronized ability for, like, stats, you know? Literally yeah, that, anything. Just anything because that's the worst part about it is catching the legendaries, right? 
Yeah. Yes. And getting the stats because I agree, soft resetting is awful. So uh, give us an easier alternative in the form of an evolution for Ditto to mm-hmm. secure this. Exactly. I can I can see that working. Mm-hmm. But specifically for obtaining other Pokemon and not battling. Yeah. Yes. It'd be a breeding ditto. Breeding ditto. Got it. That could be its name. Br- Brito. 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 Brito, the breeding Pokemon. Brito. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. I don't want to go too far. We could we could definitely go into a, a long debate about whether or not we think evolutions are actually going to occur in another gen. But I, I'm Leave afraid... up to the mailbag. I'm afraid that it would just take us forever. Well, yeah, we should... Well, I think we should just ask what Pokemon people would like to see evolve and see what happens. It could yeah. be just another episode where we discuss things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's definitely just another episode topic in itself. So, right. uh, without further ado, I guess, let's go to the commercial break. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, everybody. I'm Thatch. And I'm Bo. And we're here to tell you about Puckle's newest sponsor... Rotom Appliances. Has your life just been too normal? Do you want a little bit more excitement? Well, Rotom Appliances has the appliances to spice up your life, such as the Rotom washing machine. Not only will it do your laundry, but it'll also spray water all over the room. Your ceiling fan will not only keep you cool at night, but it'll probably electrocute you in your sleep. And your fridge, not only is it going to keep your food cold, but it's also going to keep you cold. That's right, less than zero degrees all the time, just the way ghosts like it. And not to mention your lawnmower. Your lawnmower will only only cut your grass, but it will also... Meet with your friends and family. Buy Rotom Appliances today. You won't regret it. Rotom Graphic Appliances takes no responsibility for any harm, damage, or death caused by its products. Use with caution. And welcome back. Our poke of the episode this week is National Dex number 323, Camerupt, the Eruption Pokemon. According to its Omega Ruby Pokedex entry, Camerupt has a volcano inside its body. Magma of 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit courses through its body. Wait, 18,000? Yes, 18,000. That's not like that a typo. One eight and three zeros. That is not a typo. <laughs> Occasionally, the humps on the Pokemon's back erupt, spewing the superheated magma. Oh man, eighteen thousand degrees is so much. Uh, That's and, what lava is. Is it? Is it really eighteen thousand? We le- we learned this in geology, Thatch. Did you? Lava's hot. I never took Magic geology. <laughs> I'm not that kind Magic of scientist. You're a scientist. I don't understand. Why don't you know this? You guys, you guys assume I'm a specific kind of scientist. <laughs> no, we just put derogatory general term scientist on your forehead. What's the we temperature of lava? Is it really that that much? I can look it up. I'm I'll looking up right now. Uh, no, it is not 18,000 degrees. It, it is, is 700 now. to 1,200 degrees. Celsius, that is. So, like, well, the that's still, like, 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah, it's the temperature of magma. That it was Maybe superheated magma. I, Maybe this is just, like, is a superheated Is superheated magma a thing? It is now. <laughs> Thanks to camera up. Maybe it's just like a maybe it's a typo between of the change magma. between Celsius, Japan, and uh, American height. I mean, magma hey. is like twenty four hundred degrees. <laughs> it's superheated magma. We're moving. I, I do. I do. I I like to follow the notion that uh that like Pokedex entries are written by children and they don't know numbers. So whenever they well, like quote a number, you just don't believe it. 
Well, it is a children's game and a children's show. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, Camerupt is a cool Pokemon. Uh, I was an original Camerupt adopter, and Mega Camerupt is actually pretty cool, too. If you... Mm look at it, it i think i think it's design is i think it's one of the few designs that was done very well for mega evolution it's, some mega evolution designs just feel a little tacky but this one was done very well like mega glalie what's up with that yeah i i don't really like that but you don't like chomp chain pokemon <laughs> that's exactly chain what chomp pokemon dude i love uh i i also love camera up shiny sprite because he goes from being red and blue to like black and yellow it's like and, the different colors of fire. And it's just so cool. I just really, really like it. I and... It's just the overall design. It's just, again, taking it, something that exists in the real world and mm-hmm. then just making it, making it completely magic. awesome. Making so we've got, this, we've got this humpback camel with two humps. What are we going to yeah. do with it? Let's turn the humps into volcanoes! Yeah. And then it's actually up. a Bactrian camel. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, well, it goes to Dramatory, though, once it mega evolves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's only temporary, but... Oh, and here's a cool thing. Um, the two volcanoes on a female's back are bigger than those on a male. Yeah. So that's their sexual dimorphism in Pokemon. Imagine that. Yeah, so, okay. Time time out. Competitively, Camera Up by itself isn't that great, but Mega Camera Up is actually used a lot. It's still shoved all the way down to the NU tier, though, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But it's so viable in a lot of different ways. Like, there's a really good double set for it, uh, so if you're looking into VGCs, like, you could think about that as an option, I guess. Uh, I really like this, uh, UU wall breaker set. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's fire blast, earth power, ancient power, and, uh, you can either run will-o'-wisp or hidden power grass, depending on what you, like, need. But name, name your just UU so camera. bulky. You can name your UU camera up Kool-Aid. It's busting through your walls. <laughs> Drink up! <laughs> Just shoot lava at you. <laughs> I mean, there's it, it's even viable in OU to some extent. Uh, I would definitely be running something other than camera up in OU, but you know, you could run in OU as uh, as just like a standard attacker that's kind of bulky, you know. But, I mean, it's it's not weak to very much. It's weak to ground and four times weak to water. But yeah. it's immune to electric, poison, and it's resistant to poison, bug, steel, fire, and fairy. So it's a decent typing. It's a really good typing. I was really hoping because I was ta- I was thinking about a team, you know, about building a team. I'm like, I could really use a fire ground type, and then I'm just like, there's only one of those that exists, and it's Camerupt. I'm just like, if only your stats were better, Camerupt. There is just its Mega Evolution, and that's if you're going to mm-hmm. use it for OU, its Mega Evolution is the only thing that just, you would use. From I think it. the only thing that anybody really uses is its Mega Evolution. If you see a camera out, chances are like 95% of the time it's Mega Camera out. Because that sheer force ability <laughs> is pretty nice. Unless you're unless you're playing NU. If you're playing NU, then you're uh you're you could be seeing like a bunch of leftovers. Anticipate whoa, 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 your hold on here. It's got a solid rock as its ability, which reduces super effective damage by a fourth. Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, so it cuts super effective attacks like into like half of what it would if it wasn't like super effective. And like water type is like a normal hit. It's like Camerupt is is solid. Like it's just his base speed is just awful, and nobody wants to yeah. touch it. 
Anger Point is an interesting hidden ability that Camerupt has. I've never heard of that ability. Anger Point? Really? Yeah. Uh, nobody really uses it because you have to be hit by a critical hit. So yeah, unless, yeah. like, your well, opponent's as somebody using... who's as someone who usually falls to said critical hits, that would be pretty <laughs> helpful sometimes. And the fact that it can act, uh, well, it, as of in Gen 4, it mm-hmm. would work behind a substitute, but as of Gen 5, it doesn't. Yeah. So that's that's kind of sad. Well, when it Mega Evolves, it gets sheer force, which is why it had the moves that Thatch was listing off earlier. Yeah. Because yeah. those that's the, the all uh, secondary effects. Yeah. yeah. Sheer Force is, like, one of the coolest abilities in Pokemon. Yep. Right for Alligator? Right. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> it's, and also, I like the dynamic that Camerupt has in uh, the Ruby and Sapphire, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games, in mm-hmm. the sense that it's the signature Pokemon of Maxi, and it's supposed to be the rivalry to Sharpedo with Archie. But it's like it's like Groudon and Kyogre. Yeah, it's exactly what it has. It's we kind of know who has the advantage in this yep. debate. But it's it's still nice to know that it's nice to see that Camera does get some of that glory in the sense that it is this final test against Maxi. If you go through Ruby and Omega, I could totally Ruby. see Camera being like completely fluffy. Yeah, I could dig that. I want to hug like a Camera up. New life. It's goal. like a Torterra but on fire. Life goal, gonna hug a camera up. Relationship goals, hug a camera up. <laughs> and also, camera up's one of the two Pokemon that actually gets painted onto a submarine, so that's pretty <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, so, sadly, uh, we do not have a writer who wrote about camera up this week. So, if you want to know more about camera up, you can come to the chat box and talk to any of us, and we will be more than happy to talk to you about camera up all day. How about them camera ups? <laughs> Also, we were actually very positive about camera up today. Just yeah. fun fact. So we weren't totally bashing it all the time. So let's move on to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. Our mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll be handing out a mailbag badge on part of the Green Tauros Incorporated company. And to the best email that we think is worthy. So, hopefully there isn't one this week. I did forget to announce last week that Shuckles did win the mailbag badge, so my bad. Uh, This week, hopefully, we find a new winner. So, here we go. Our first one is from The Milkman. Dear Trainer Thatch and whoever he has. That's That's me. That's the best way to start it. I'm I'm one of those people. That's the theme song. That's the theme song. The Milkman here, first time mailbagger. Mailbagger. Uh, Mailbagger. Okay, moving on. (laughs) First, I wanted to thank you, Thatch, and the rest of the Puckle crew for all you do. I just discovered Puckle back in January, but I've listened to every podcast since a few weeks prior to X and Y's release. That's a lot of episodes. You probably shouldn't go any further back. No. (laughs) I've been playing Pokemon since Red and Blue, and it's the only video game I play. I'm a young professional in my early 20s living in a major U.S. city, 
which means absolutely none of my friends still play Pokemon. It's great to check in every Monday and listen to Thatch and the crew talk about his latest and latest and greatest in the Poke universe. The end of my workday always flies by, thanks to thanks to Puckle. You've got a new but faithful listener in me. I'm sure you guys know this by now, but I'm as as I'm sure your inbox has been flooded with complaints, but you accidentally forgot to include Soycoon in your top ten legendaries of all time. I mean, it's a majestic water wolf capable of running on water. It's a water it's a water type HP tank that kicks butt in the battle mason and is still viable competitively, despite a lack of any real upgrades for Soycoon since Gen 3, besides maybe Scald. As I mentioned, I grew up with red and blue, red specifically, I'm not a loser baby after all. <laughs> The greatest moment of my video gaming career was standing atop Mount Silver, realizing that I was battling myself from Red Version. Gold Silver and Heart Gold Soul Silver hold a special place in my heart as the greatest video games of all time. And Soikun has been my favorite legendary since the original games released. While Mewtwo is a fair number one choice, my number two, Soikun, makes a wonderful design with battle style that I really love and a dash of nostalgia, making it my favorite legendary. If you beg mercy before Arceus and own up to your mistake, we'll all forgive you. Soikun is the best legendary of all time, and deserves to be in anyone's top ten. But That's all... on you, Thatch. <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, thanks again for all you do. I'm sincerely sincerely looking forward to the podcast to come, and hoping to become a little bit more involved in the Puckle community myself. Catch you on the flip-flop, zoop. the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Soikun gets a lot of attention from us. It yeah. does, and like I don't like I just don't want it to be like a a a Soikun hype train, you know? Yeah. Ah. Uh. And just for FYI, Milkman, there was a time when Suicune was on the front page of the Puckle website along with Feraligator. So uh, there's a fun website that everybody <laughs> should go to if you want to see things. You can go to uh, PucklePodcast.webs.com. That one, that's an interesting website, uh, but PucklePodcast.com is a much, much better place to go. <laughs> much, much better. Uh, who wants this next one from, uh, from Shuckles? I'll take uh, it. Kate? Yeah, Gator. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Thatch. I must admit, I am not sure what to think. After hearing my email being read out loud, I felt a glimmer of hope that I would get the win, the badge. He did. perhaps he, I did. He He did. What I heard was some laughing, then the comment. Well, we all know who's getting the mailbag this week. I shuckles waited as though the with as waited as though with anticipation for what was coming next, but it never came. Uh, I was should paralyzed also and confused as well. Okay. Was it just so okay. obvious that the coveted badge of Tauros was being awarded to me, or it was being dangled in front of my beady shuckle eyes? I finished listening to the episode, and the words. Shuckles has won the Green Toros badge. Never fell from your lips. Truly, this is a joke. Then Fluffiest Whimsicott has a thing or two to learn from the world's greatest prankster. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. No, what, what it was was we were going to give him the badge, and we just completely forgot to say it at the end. Like we agreed before that we began recording the mailbag that he was getting the badge. It just didn't happen. We just forgot <laughs> to say it. Something legendary. Diaga is my legend of choice. I thought mm -hmm. it was such a great design when it was originally released, and Steel Dragon is great typing. This is the only dragon without a weakness to both fairy and ice. Take that, all you dragons with four times weakness to ice. Diaga actually gets stab steel attacks to use against fairy and gets an additional 20% boost with the adamant orb. Not to mention, like, it stab against ice as well. Yeah. 
Ice I'm cut. looking forward to my first match later this week in the doubles tournament. Thanks for setting us up with some great comp- competitions. Shuckles. All right. Love uh, it. You can get this next it. one from uh, Merlin Viger. All right, let me find it in the mailbag because I'm stupid and I forgot where it is. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Merlin. Thy has a woeful tale to tell, dear Puckalodians. Yeah, Puckalonians, Puckalodians. I don't know which one. Nick, you Nick, want Nick, to Nick, Nick, The okay, D's not even back. next to the end on the keyboard. Go stop that smash. <laughs> By the time... To- by the time you read thy message to the world, it will be the day of my birth, and yet I have yet to receive the coveted badge of Green Tauros. Thy heart was filled with empty hope some weeks ago when Thatch declared I had already obtained said badge. Thy joyfully sprang to my top to my top of lap and tried to redeem thy badge, only to discover Thatch had pulled a magic veil over my eyes. Then, with a heart full of dragon fire, some of which could have just been heartburn, I set out on a quest to dispatch Thatch and his villainous Feraligator. However, before I could conjure my dear Aegislash, named Excalibur, respectively, I was stopped by a cry from thy dear Shuckles. Thou bravery and courage in the face of defeat gave me hope. Thus I stopped my fateful quest and returned to pursuing more pressing matters at hand like finding a date to my university's formal. Now, after that escapade, on to the mailbag. My favorite legendary is legendary Pokemon himself, Arcanine. Okay, he's not technically legendary, but his stats aren't far off the low-tier legends, and I genuinely, and I generally don't use legendaries for anything other than looking pretty in my PC box anyway, so he is one of my usable legendaries. I hope he gets a Mega, mostly because his base speed and attack aren't what they used to be, and because it would give him some pretty cool lore. He was in a carving with the three legendary birds in Gen 1, so if they redid Gen 1, he could be this legendary dog that had enough power to stop the three legendary birds. Also, if you guys want a topic idea, you could always do an episode discussing the Pokemon types and why they are strong slash weak against each other. Because some make sense and some really don't. Abracadabra, Alakazam, the wild Merlin has teleported. So I'd like I to point out. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I have forgotten twice that I did not give the mailbag badge to people, and uh, or the green Taurus badge. Just fun fact: if I say that I think you have the badge, you could just go request the badge, and I'd probably give it to you without checking. Just like as a fun fact. He's a scientist, everybody. <laughs> but not a researcher. Uh, I am a researcher. That that's that that part is incredibly true, actually. Uh, that you don't get to decide what you are, we get to decide what you are. <sighs> Alright, this next one is from Marsh Top Man. I just face palmed. Nobody could see that, but I face palmed. Uh, I think I heard it slightly. <laughs> Dear Buckle, it is I, Marsh Top Man. Well, this is going to be one, a rant, and two, a story. Alright, so in February I bought a copy of Pokemon Silver on eBay. The expected delivery date was the 14th, and it didn't come. Next week, still nothing. Next month, nothing. And for a few weeks, meanwhile, going back and forth to the seller. Uh, Finally, the guy says USPS found it, so I wait until he comes, and it does. And then I find out the internal battery is dead. Sigh. Now that is the icing on the cake. So now I don't have one the screwdriver, and two, the battery. So I get the battery, and now time to tackle the screwdriver. 
So my main complaint is no one sells a 3.8mm security bit individually, and the set is friggin' expensive. So I hit eBay and bat one for two seventy five. I believe he said bought, but we'll just... There's an A there. It's bat. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, I, so I got the screwdriver today, Thursday, and I removed the battery. And to quote the great... I don't even know who this is. With the MGO316. Do you guys know him? Is that, an, is that no, a YouTube thing? Uh, with uh, the greatest of ease. So with that, perhaps my longest email, I am done. Oh yeah, the mailbag. Well, my favorite legendary Pokemon is Kyogre. I will say no more. Cheers, Marchdump Man. Kyogre's a good choice. Kyogre's pretty solid. Uh, next one's from Eli. Who's got this one? Uh, Gator. Uh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> what? <laughs> it's just the word limits. Um, okay. No, it, 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 this one's definitely within the word limit. Man up. Patch. It's it's hard enough for me to read. <laughs> okay. You want me to hold your hand and read along with you? Yes, as a matter of fact, I would. Buy <laughs> okay, let me get Just on a plane up. and head over there. <laughs> All right, I'll take you to the beach with me this is coming up. It's oh, man, I want to go to the beach. Can I come to the <laughs> beach? It'll be great. We'll catch a Lapras. All right. <laughs> Hello, Puckle, seeing as it's been 43 episodes since my last email. I'm probably the last person you were expecting to hear from today. Regardless, it's nice to be back. I've been in the Smogon Mountains training since I last mailed in, and I'd like to think that I've gotten a lot better since my defeat in the summer tournament. Also, nice to hear some new voices holding down the far- on the podcast. Enough fluff in the intro, though, and on to some other stuff I kind of want to hear you talk about. Firstly, I'd like to talk about this whole it you you no scald ladder situation going down right now. This ladder seems to be a hot topic within the community, so I think it'll be good to clear some things it's up. It's just hilarious. I get it. At the moment, nobody is acting, actually trying to get Scald banned. Rather, the UU Council decided to experiment with what a metagame without, without the most common move in the tier would be like. Hopefully, there won't be a suspect on the horizon, despite how irritating that move can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Regarding UU, I think that possibly the best tier at the moment it seems to be well-balanced with no Mon begging for suspect. What tier have you all been having fun with lately? Little Cup. Okay, I can answer for that, just Little Cup. Little Cup. Little Cup. <laughs> Me and my Magnemite. I've been playing on OU just so I can get my um, Summer League team down. Um, regarding UU, I think, okay. Thirdly, what do you think about the Metagross suspect? I personally voted no ban after I got Rex, but now regret the way I voted. Imagine that, me being indecisive. I think Metagross is fine. Mm-hmm. I like, Metagross just seems okay. I mean, you still got this, you could still just knock off whatever he has on him and you're good to go um but <laughs> finally on to the mailbag my favorite legendary would probably have to be thunderous eye or entei thunderous is also a pokemon that i use the most when in ou with entei sharing that trait in UU. both have great backstories and really highlight the positives of their respective generations in my opinion my favorite set to use with entei is probably a choice banded set with pairs Great with setup sweepers like Sword Dance, Mega Bomb of Snow, and Dragon Dance for Alligator. As it wears down their checks and can spread burns with Thatch's mixed, uh, I mean, Sacred Fire. <laughs> Thatch's mixtape. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Anyhow, thanks for reading my email on the podcast. It's great to be back. I'll catch you on the flip-flop, Eli. P.S. In return for reading my painfully long email, I've attached a few ideas for episodes down below. Uh, Pokemon Adventures manga, how tiering works in Pokemon, a revamped competitive guide, Oras edition, a review of Oras in hindsight, more of an honest review without all the hype. Could think of many more right now, but I'll send them in at the bottom of emails as I think of them. Those are some good ideas. I like them. Yeah, some of them are really good. 
Yeah. All right. Next one from Bjorn. Oh, you got this one, right? Bjorn. Uh, Bjorn. Hey, Puckle Crew. Before I get to the mailbag, I have a few comments. Thatch, I got your back, man. Gen 4 for life. It was... Whoa. (laughs) It was also... (laughs) It was also the gen that pulled me back into Pokemon while in college. Me too, man. I'm glad we're all on the same page. I love the the other worlds you enter to catch Giratina in Platinum. So cool. I also really like all the Gen 4 starters. The underground to mine for stones was pretty neat too. Finally, the Soul Silver and Heart Gold remain my favorite. <sighs> okay, let me start that one over. Finally, I guess he meant though. Though Soul Silver and Heart Gold remain my favorite Pokemon games to date. Such a great combination of new stuff, nostalgia, and the amazing experience of two regions. The Poke the Pokethalon alone makes the game worth replaying. I know I'm butchering that name. Don't judge me. <laughs> I loved last episode. The banter between the three of you was great and had me laughing a ton. I would love to see a video of the slow run slash hug to the Puckle theme song in mid-hug. The video would have to cut to Scrawn, who would start slow clapping. I want to go to PuckleCon so badly, but it's over a 10-hour drive for me. Also, I wanted to put out there that if anyone wants to look for more information on Electivire beyond Scron's article, I wrote a Bjorn Splash a while back on it, examining its lore origins and giving my personal opinions on it. Mailbag. Mm, My favorite legendary, Giratina, hands down. It's the embodiment of all the evil feelings of living things, banished to another dimension, which of course caused it to grow bitter and angry during its exile. So cool. Plus, the Platinum game gave it such a spine-chilling cry at the start screen. Finally, Dragon and Ghost. Awesome. Bjorn out. Wonderful. All right, and we have one more from Link Lost Uke. Hey, Thatch and his equals for today. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a lot of words on this one. Or his equals every day. <laughs> it's Link Lost Uke combining words in a structured manner that hopefully flows better than in this introductory sentence. It's podcast number 175 this week. This is significant. Yes, congratulations is in order for the century and three quarters of a century milestone. But there is something else. Pokedex number 175 belongs to Togepi. Togepi was the first Pokemon used to show that Pokemon hatch from eggs. If it wasn't just a, just play along or some, or else this long-winded coincidence will be for nothing. It's, somebody double-check that. Uh... And what else is coming up soon? Easter. And what do people associate with Easter's side religion and public holidays? Easter eggs. Okay. I think you guys should do a topic on Pokemon Easter eggs. What Easter eggs are there in Pokemon? You say, oh, Mighty Thatch. Why, sir? I have no idea. That's where you do your thing and I and the other Pokalonians just sit back and marvel. Yes, this suggestion won't get to you in time, etc., etc., but there's always next week, and episode 176 correlates to Togetic, which is in the Togepi line, so it all works out, right? Anyhow, it's just a suggestion for the suggestion box. I love suggestions. Uh, yeah. With the way, with that on out the out of the way, let's move on to the mailbag. What's my favorite Pokemon legendary Pokemon? Mew ask. <laughs> Let Mew think about it for a while. It's not me. It's Mew. Mew epi- epitomizes the word legendary and regardless of what form of pokemon you prefer mew has something awesome for you my love for mew started as a kid trying to catch it from behind the truck to no avail of course i found the mystery and rumors regarding mew so intriguing and instantly thought mew to be the coolest pokemon ever i was never able to use the glitch to catch him near the nugget bridge 
but after winning this mailbag, I'm determined to do so. What increases Mew's awesomeness was from for me was Pokemon Snap. I spent hours on end trying to get the perfect Mew shot, and found the model of Mew used for the game to be adorable. Yeah, that's right. Mew's an adorable le- an adorable legendary. It doesn't matter how manly you think you are, there's no denying how adorable Mew is. In the Pokemon TCG, I love to use de-evolution beam on Mew. It was really gimmicky, but I thought it was the most total boss move out there. I'm pretty sure that's the thing I'm not making up, but if I am, let's just pretend it happened. It may have been on the TCG Game Boy game. And let's not forget the Mew movie where Mew... I'm not going to stop there. Stop. I'm going to stop it there and not spoil it for those who haven't watched the movie. I mean, the movie's like 17 years old. I think it's okay. If you haven't, you really need to. Dem feels. On the topic of feels, I like to think that that Brother My Brother was written from music perspective and the song is one of the best songs of all time. I think I've given a strong case for why Mew is my favorite legendary, so it's time to finish up. I've rushed to finish this email, so hopefully it makes sense. Until next week, Link Lost Uke out. Alright. So that was uh, it for them. Oh, wait, I should not forget. Uh, I will right here insert, uh, insert Artemage's 84's, uh, voice email i almost forgot again i forgot to do it last episode so we are going to play it right now hey puckle it's artemis 84 here flip-flopping back onto the scene after a brief hiatus away if you consider several months brief i took a bit of break from the show and the games due to the fact that i had a broken 3ds that i just couldn't get around to replacing due to all kinds of hecticness in my personal life but I've done so. I'm back listening to the show, back playing Oraz, and a little bit of X and Y still. And really enough, as much as I didn't get into Gen 3 back on the GBA, I'm finding myself really enjoying the game itself so far, if not all the Pokemon that were introduced in Gen 3 through this playthrough. Now as for the mailbag question as to what Pokemon is generally hated that I like, I'm afraid I don't really have an answer. My dropout in Gen 3 means I didn't get introduced to a lot of those added-on Pokemon for a while there. It was a brief stint back into Gen 4, and I pretty much skipped out on Gen 5, so a lot of the hated ones I didn't hear about. Plus, I'm more of a casual player than a competitive right now, though I am starting to go the competitive route. So we'll see where I wind up, and I'm certainly not going to let anyone's opinion on a certain Pokemon keep me from playing with it. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for this time. Catch you on the flip-flop. Artemage84 out. Take care. Artemage84, uh, uh, we've listened to it, and it, we hope a lot more people will send in more uh, mailbags like that. So that's it for the mailbag. Who do you guys think won the mailbag badge this week? Um, let's... I'm giving it to Artemage just because he went through the extra effort. Ooh. Uh, Has Artemage gotten it before? I don't know. I really like Merlin, not because I forgot to give him the badge, but because he actually like wrote like a nice story about me forgetting the badge. <laughs> I like the uh, medieval context that he put yeah. it in. That was beautiful. I'm gonna go with Merlin. What are you going Merlin. with? You go- Merlin. Okay, Merlin. Two out of three. We Merlin wins. Merlin, submit for the Green Taurus badge, and it's all yours. All right. So next week, our mailbag question is. What's your po- what Pokemon do you think deserves an evolution? Send that into po- PucklePodcast at gmail.com. It's not a mega evolution. It's a normal normal evolution, condition. not mega. Uh, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. You, of course, can send in emails for anything else. 
Uh, you should, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr, subscribe to our subreddit, and most importantly, review our iTunes. Uh, if you review us on iTunes and we get 151 episode or reviews, I guess keep messing this up today. 151 iTunes reviews will allow us to release some cool bonus content that we made for you guys. So you get an extra episode of Puckle the week that we get uh, 151 iTunes reviews. So go ahead and do that. Uh, I want to give this to you. And I'd like just like to clarify for everybody in case it's not clear. The reason we want these iTunes reviews is because those iTunes reviews help us become visible to more people. Yes. So the more people that have Puckle in their life, the better, because our community grows, um, mm-hmm. and there, our tournaments are bigger, and we have a lot more fun. So yep, spread the word. That's if you really don't wanna, it. If you don't want to write a review, if you don't have that iTunes review, tell two friends. Yeah, please do. Let it, let it out. Yeah, just spread Get the, the Puckly out, love. Man. Spread the Puckly love. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Uh, unless anybody else has anything to say. But I don't. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> the feelings mutual, Gary. Well, man, you're going to have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So I guess until next time, I'm Drainer Thatch. I'm Gator. I'm Viger. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.